Hi, and welcome to Practical Reliability. I'm George Williams, your host in connection with uh, Reliability Radio. We are live at the 35th International Maintenance Conference here in Marco Island, Florida. Our guest right now is none other than Matt Bainey of Benetti. But Matt, welcome. Thanks, George. Great to be here. Uh, it's so cool to see you. Like in live, in person. Like, have you guys been around to other conferences recently, or like, how, how have you fared there? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy, huh? Seeing faces. Uh, it's been like two years. So we we did uh, have Maximo World back in August. It was the first in person that we'd done, you know, in almost two years. So. Uh, was pretty small um, as a result, but hey, it's good turnout. And hey, this looks good. We're on our way back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always cool. We're getting heckled. People are coming over and saying hi. So, <laughs> so talk to me about what Benetti. So, how did you fare throughout all of, of of COVID? I mean, how did Benetti? You know, was survival a piece of cake? Were there some struggles? I think it, you know, the, always some struggles, right? And it, it's it's the shifting tides, but it always happens. It's a question of which way is it going to go today, right? And so, um, you know, for us, it depends a lot of also by industry, what you're doing. And um, we're fortunate we have some really good, you know, large customers and solid accounts there. Um, it, so we, we were able to work through it. The downside, of course, was, you know, not a lot of new business as people were tightening right. up the purse strings because they didn't know what the outlook was. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, we got lucky. We survived going to Canada. I mean, like. I, unbelievable long story. We'll talk about that later. So what's Benetti up to now? Walk me through where you're at and your your progression and what your roadmap looks like. Well, you know, so uh, during the pandemic, we, we we took some time to do a lot of housekeeping and cleaning and things. And it's, uh, you know, you take a look at your marketing, especially when in-person events are disappearing. You're saying, well, now what, how do we step this up from the digital side? And as part of that, you know, we started taking a look at um, some of the other applications out there because we've traditionally, you know, my, for me personally, Maximo and I go back to 1994. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, um, you know, it, it's an amazing product and it's also really big, really expensive, and it's... It, it, there's a there's a heaviest heavy weight associated with it on the IT side, so we said, well, you know what, we, you know, we we have customers that are getting to where they can't afford Maximo, you know, they can't justify it. Let's say it that way, and newer customers don't even want to look at SAP Maximo Oracle if they're not a five hundred million dollar plus organization. So we took a look out there. We ended up um, actually we partnered with these guys, the Nonstop Group, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, these guys started off saying, you know, well, the the asset is a cornerstone of your business, and but we don't need all these silos. It's time to break down the silos. And so they put together a, an application suite that gives you a singular view of what's going on with your assets, whether it be um, permit to work, whether it be safety inspections, whether it be quality NINSI CAPAs, or it be all of the activities and work orders associated with it. Now everybody has one view, including forms. I, forms was not part of my world, right? I was an asset guy, an equipment guy. And I was shocked that 
the how big of a gap it is, especially in life sciences, because of the you know because of all the regulatory requirements, right? Compliance yeah, yeah. to be able to digitize a form at your production line that that operator's got to fill out how many a day, right on a shift, and not only and we're not talking like PDF digital, we're talking actual discrete data points that you can get out right. information out of. Right, 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 right. And so they brought all of that in too. So now everything the operator does, everything the safety guy does, everything the quality guy does, and it's all in one place, one database on that asset. And so for us, so now going back, when we saw that, we're like, this is the future of yeah. how we're gonna manage our assets. The, this is where it has to go. You can't just keep bolting on features and working through all of this clunky enterprise integration. Right, you know, right, right, right. right. It, it, someone had to go back and say, you know what? We got to redesign the car. The electric car cannot just be an electric motor strapped into the traditional frame. Right. We got to go ground up. And that's, these guys are doing the Tesla in the, that's in the really cool. EAM space. And, and it, so there's a lot of value there, right? I mean, I, I remember just trying to get um, away from the technician having to write in the physical logbook, right? I mean, oh, yeah. in life sciences, it became, well, the work order system has to be good enough to not require the physical logbook. Same thing when they move over to their batch recipes and everything the operator's doing, but all that stuff was segregated someplace else. And so, you know, the data wasn't yeah. really usable at the asset management space because it's just gone, it's someplace else, right? I mean, it's operations. So now you're saying, yeah. let's get all those things together so that we have trending capability, we understand what, what the operator actions and what outputs that results in, and now we can manage the value delivery of an asset, not just the maintenance of an asset. Exactly, and, and to your point, you know, what, when, when I looked at this, I said, you know, and I've said it before, it's like, well, if that information is in a filing cabinet and it takes me two days to get it, to me, that's the equal of not having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my decision time frame is shorter than the time it requires to just go get the, the data, yeah. let alone turn that data into information. So now the information is immediately available because the data is discrete data points in the same database. Right, 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 right. You and, know? And, and, and the whole generation that's coming up now, they're not going to operate any other way, right? I mean, if it's not oh, yeah. in front of them, push a button, see it, they're not going to dig so, through a filing cabinet and do the analysis we used to have to do. You know, so one of the, I guess, last year, one of the webinars we did, it was talking about how COVID has, um, in a short time, flip-flopped. Uh, the majority of our workers were baby boomers. Now the more, majority of our workers are millennials. Yeah, 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 it yeah. It just flip-flopped overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to that point, you know, you got to look at how the, how, how the kids today work and why they work the way they work. Right, because everything they've been grown up with is, the key is to understand how to curate, curate information. How do I go find it and use it? Not, you know, if we want them to be effective in helping our businesses grow, we have to learn from them as well. Oh yeah, right? I, that's uh, absolutely, like I think, uh, I think um, uh, Dr. Carl Hoffauer said the silver tsunami, right? He said, yeah. We were in a podcast recently. He said there's a silver tsunami, right? All, all the folks have retired, right? COVID 
had companies giving early retirement packages and people just in droves leaving the organization and retiring. Yeah. And now you, you have to fill those spaces and we as, as business owners, as, as solution providers have to figure out how do we still create success for organizations. And in order to do that, we have to understand the client. Yeah, it, it, such a great point. And you know, you, you were never gonna teach that kid today what, what those guys leaving know. Because they grew up differently, they haven't had to be hands-on. They didn't have to change the oil in, a, in their car. Right. You know, like, like they, they have none of these experiences. Right, right. You're never going to turn them into that guy who's retiring. It's, right. impo it's basically impossible. Yeah. And so, you know, well, what do I do? I got to do a better job of getting information access into their hands, which means do things like get rid of that paper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to, it, the analysis has to be automatic, it has to be immediate, it's got to be, you know, I think it, it, it changes from analysis to decision making, right? So in, in, in my yes. past, it was get all the data out and do the analysis manually, you're manipulating Excel files. They're never going to yeah. do that, to your point. What we're yeah. trying to do now is you build that system for them so that they can make good decisions. Uh I would love to see a study on the hidden cost of Excel in the enterprise. <laughs> How many millions of hours are burnt on an annual basis that people do in data mashups in Excel, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Hidden. Nobody realizes you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, what you had mentioned, well, you know, people can't get the cost justification for a system like Maximo. And, and I always used, I used to be in that boat all the time. It was, George, what's the ROI? And my answer was always, there is no ROI. I mean, what's the ROI on Microsoft Word? If I write a Pulitzer Prize winning thing, that's great. If I don't, it, it, what's the ROI on Excel if I don't know how to use it or I don't use it properly, right? right? And it's the same thing inside the CMMS thing. And then you always have the, the well, we already have this ERP and it has a, a, a maintenance thing, so use that. And I used to say, well, look, I can put a, I can put a, a, a a table inside Word, it doesn't make it Excel. Like just because you, yeah. just because you have it, doesn't make it good, right? So I mean, they're all challenges as well. How do you help customers through, you know, the the process of making sure they maintain the system they have? That's a great question. Um, and it, and well, you know, you've been in this industry a long time. The the problem starts with who the customer is. And I don't mean what the name is, what the logo is. I mean, is my customer business or IT? Oh yeah, oh, that's a, the, right, the first nightmare, right? Do they yeah. believe that this business solution I, is actually an IT project? I, I would say 80% yeah. of the time that we talk to, that where IT is the owner, and, and IT is probably the business owner, it's still over half, uh, maybe as high as 75% you know, of in the enterprises. As you get into smaller businesses, they'll, they'll, they'll have someone on the business side, the maintenance side who owns it. But in large enterprises, it's IT. And I'd say 80% of IT shops right up front say, no, we're not talking to the business. Well, well uh, who's using <laughs> this, man? You know? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. decides what the, what the, the That's like having the mechanic is. go pick out your car, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah I'm going to buy a new car. I'm just going to stay home. The mechanic goes and get, picks out the car. Yeah. So the mechanic <laughs> picked something that didn't require a lot of work. And the IT guy picks something that doesn't require a lot of work. Right, right, right. But that doesn't mean it's the right solution. Right. I mean, in your head, you got requirements, right? I'm going, yeah. I need a pickup truck. It's got to be able to tow this. I need this, this, and this. And he comes yeah. over with a Prius, right? Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. So, so that's, it, it's really tough. So in, in, you know, working with IT groups um, to get that done, it's a challenge. You know, you just got to figure out, well, you know, you dig and say, well, you know, what, what are your pains? How are the users killing you? Because we know the users are always killing IT somehow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a million help desk calls, whatever it is. And you, you, you work your way from there to find some improvements. Hey, we can make this better. And then these users will stop calling you so much. And they're right. like, okay, well, I, I'll take that improvement because they're not going to call me. Um, but otherwise, I, I, honestly, it, it's the few and far between when a customer finally goes, you know what? We need to re-implement and we need to rethink our processes. Yeah, and that's the opportunity. And as you know, what it happens once a decade. Yeah, I, you know, it, we 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 help customers with CMMS selection and and that whole process and trying to help build their system, get their data clean, all the kind of uh, surrounding points on certain mm -hmm. systems. What, in your opinion, when you go through this process with folks, um, you inevitably are trying to do two things, right? Help them get the solution they they need but also help them with how they're going to utilize that solution. And it, you know, it's not just install the software that your company helps them with. Right. Tell me the difference between the six, because inevitably people get in their own way, organizations get in their own way, whether they use Benetti or not, sometimes people make really bad decisions. Yeah. What's the difference between the implementations that are really successful and the ones that are not? two factors. The first is just generically get the business involved, right? And then the second is build a, build a cross-functional team that truly participates. You know, there's lots of things that can still kill it and there are, you know, varying levels of success. But if I have a good cross-functional team from the business, we will be successful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, it, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know, because the, the number one problem we have in the business side is culture. And if we allow people to continue to sit in their silos and not get together and break some of that down, then inevitably the, everybody knows now the easiest way to kill an, a, an enterprise project is to do nothing. <laughs> That's the easiest way to kill them. Just don't do anything. <laughs> right, 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 right. And we all know there are some, we have names flying through our head right now. <laughs> like, oh, that guy's really good at that, right? And, yeah. you know, and so you got to get them involved. And this is where IT, you know, in, I know I'm being very general here, but tends to fail to recognize that the tool does nothing. That's right. It's a disc on the floor. I say that all the time. Yeah, it does nothing. It's the people. That's right. And so if you can't get that person to buy in, then you can deploy all the fancy tech in the world. You could Star Trek this place out, and it will not matter if yeah. the guy sits there and does nothing. And I think that's fantastic coming from a company that helps people with the technology because, you know, you walk through the expo hall, and there's a lot of phenomenal solutions, and there's there's the shiny IIoT stuff and, and the digital stuff. Then you've got the software folks and you've got in, you know companies like ours that, that, that help people improve. But your response to this is it's still about people. Oh yeah, 100%, absolutely. It, and you know, I know we keep thinking with each, you know, we see uh, the um, 
the the robot dog hit, yeah, you know, from Boston Dynamics yeah, 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 and everything. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. But at the end of the day, there's still a dude holding a control panel. <laughs> that dog was not leading itself, right? Not, not yet. <laughs> you know, right. But our, our, our tools are getting fancier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're still very far. I think we're still very far from um, the human not having to be the thinker. Right? right and as long as we're the thinker that means we're the decision maker and if we're the decision maker right then we, people got to come together to decide to focus on the same goal yeah 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 now a lot of the the space in your background is maximo yeah um what are some advice tips you give to people to ensure utilization at the plant floor user centric and i think that's in the build yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's probably the biggest problem, really, that we see. It doesn't matter which one you pick, Oracle, SAP, Maximo, Infor, right? And then, you know, that's part of the reason we, with this nonstop, that we were, we were floored. So, um, it, because it was user-centric, right? right? You could literally pick up a device, zero training, and do your job. And right. We were like, oh, that's success right there, right? So... Um, that's the number one and you know i i guess behind that the the number two is <laughs> to train your people i don't know how many times i've seen you know it projects are like no 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 we, no they well that's they, the first thing they do drops their own off training the budget right like the first <laughs> right. thing that drops off the budget when when things get behind is well we'll just shorten training <laughs> it's reports and training and i'm like so you're going to put all this data in yep. have no ability to get it yep. out and not teach anybody how to use it Good job by you, right? <laughs> that's a but Ferrari that's exactly in the garage. Happens, right? It will not leave. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what happens, though, right? Yeah, like that's so the, the first thing that drops off is, like you said, training and reports. And yeah. like, ah, we don't really need that. Well, let's do train the trainer. We'll train Bob, and Bob yeah. can go everywhere and train everybody else. Bob gets one day of training with the vendor, has never actually used the system for anything, and that is now. And first of all, we've not vetted out if Bob knows how to teach people. No. <laughs> and no. and we don't know what the retention is, right? Because you sit yeah. in a class, you're going to retain 10% of what you what you heard. So, like, how is that a successful approach? I, I recall a university, we did an implementation four years ago, and they did basically did this. And um, we'll go with Bob. So when we meet Bob, Bob goes, I'm in housing. I don't even know why I'm over here. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, right? But this is this is the the trainer, right? Right, right, right. right. It, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah. Like he knew. He's like, I'll give it a shot, but there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Right, right. You know? And then they're surprised five years later when it's time to do an upgrade, and everybody's complaining that they didn't really use the system or. It, it is horrible. We're working with a client now. They're in a public utility. They have a system. It's it's not Maximo. They have a system, and they called us up because they wanted to go through the selection process to replace the system. And so they're telling me all the problems, and I'm saying, well, are you sure it doesn't do this? And they go, well, no, not really. And I'm like, well, go find out. And then they come back, oh, yeah, it does that, but we don't know how to do it. And then they're like, well, and then this is a problem. Okay, well, go find out if it does this. Oh yeah, it can do that. Oh great! So you actually don't need a new system at all. You yeah. just need to learn how to use the one you want. So you think if you go buy a new car, suddenly you're going to start driving it more often? Like it's not—that's not how it works. Yep, exactly. Now I think that you know, you look, looking at a, a tool bag as an example, you know, um, if you've never used a screwdriver before, it doesn't take you long to figure out how it works. Right. Right. <laughs> and. 
IT is inherently going to be more complex, but that's what we need to strive for. We need to see how close can we move to that. And um, back to the whole rebuilding, you know, ground needs reinvented ground up because all, all this software we're used to using was started in the 80s where just capturing data was the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're way down the, the pipe on that and we're still dealing with that as the core of it. Right. And they keep slapping new screens on it and they slap mobile on it. And But at the end of the day, it, until you reinvent yeah it's not going to be it needs to be built from the how does how how does the user interact on a daily basis what do they do right 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 and those big so those really big companies and they're phenomenal companies and they've serviced this industry for decades how do they turn that ship or do you think they're dead in the water well you know i like i i i think that the answer is they acquire Right. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just understanding, you know, we've worked with them long enough, the both of us, that um, they're just not built to be innovative. Right. But they know how to market, distribute and right. get product out there. Right. So for them but the, the smart thing is acquire. Yeah, uh, yeah, wait yeah. wait for the right one to appear, acquire it, and then that's you know, that's the way it's gonna go. Right, right. Um so very cool. Well, Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. As always, you're a wealth of knowledge in the CMMS space, and I thank you so much for being on Practical Reliability. George, always great to see you, talk to you. I appreciate it, man. Awesome, man. Take care. Um, for, Matt ba- uh, for Matt Bainey, I'm George Williams. This has been Practical Reliability. Go make tomorrow better than today. Certified Maintenance Manager Workshop is a groundbreaking course that will transition the way you think about asset management. This course is constructed of 18 modules aligned with the skills required to become a certified maintenance manager. You will leave this session with a clear understanding of how to align with operational expectations and attain the stability and control that is required to enable maintenance. This advanced workshop is designed for any team and or individual who is a stakeholder in the management of maintenance. This series of 18 sessions will alter our perspective on what it takes to manage maintenance and deliver the aim of our organization. The knowing of the CMM is aligned with Uptime Elements Framework for Asset Management. For more information, including dates and locations, including virtual offerings, go to www.reliabilityweb.com events and click on the Certified Maintenance Manager icon.